Thank you for tuning in. God's Word tells us that fathers are the leaders in their families. They are responsible for setting the spiritual tone and being the role model for their wife, sons, and daughters to emulate. Fathers must be as determined to preserve the family as Satan is to destroy it. Despite Satan's non-stop attempts to destroy the family, there is victory in Christ Jesus now and for generations to come if the children of God stand firm to the glory of God. Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Genesis chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. It says, And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man, Adam, said, The woman you gave me. Look at that blame. Oh, he'll wan Eve out. The woman you gave me, God, I, I have nothing with you giving me that woman. I didn't even ask for her. I'm just paraphrasing. <laughs> the woman you, you, you gave me. In other words, you was implying I wouldn't be in this mess if it wasn't for that woman. The woman you gave me to be with me. She gave me of, of the tree and I ate. But Adam knew right from wrong. He heard the instructions. He heard God talk. And he's blaming his wife. Let me tell you something. A man of integrity, a man of integrity will swallow his pride and say, I was wrong. I did it. I messed up. I eat cheese. Bunch of it. Forgive me. Now let's move on. And wives, when he, when he says I was wrong and forgive me, please let it go. In the next spat, don't bring it up. You remember what you did three weeks ago? Well, listen, come on now. Cut him some slack. Don't be breathing in his face. There you go again. Okay? Uh, so, uh, the, the, so, 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 you know, shifting the blame. So, I, you know, I wouldn't be, some men say, well, I wouldn't be in this mess if my, if I didn't come out of a single parent home. There are great people who came out of single parents' home. Come on, come on, come on. We always got a blame. It's always somebody, somebody else's fault. Uh, I was born in the ghetto. Somebody else's fault. I'm black. So, take responsibilities and grow up. Yeah. And get away from this entitlement mentality as if everybody owe you. You need to roll your sleeves up, do your homework, go to school, take some initiative, and own up to your own irresponsibility. You want to blame everybody else for your failures. You need to say, God, I messed up. Help me to start over and own up to my own personal negligence. You know, there's a sickness with this entitlement mentality nowadays. See, everybody else's fault. It's the war, it's the environment. It's, 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 it's the air. It's, it's everything else. No, it's me. It's me. I should have got an education. I should have listened to my parents. I should, I, I, I should have worked hard. I should have taken the easy way out. I shouldn't have tried to shortcut. I shouldn't have tried to cliff notes. <laughs> A man of integrity is honest 
He is upright. A man of integrity is just. He is honorable. A man of integrity is straight. He, a man of integrity is ethical. He's not careless. A man of integrity takes the high road. This is just because somebody take a low road, don't go there with them. Yeah. That's some people get, I mean, they, sometimes they'll lowball you and they'll come and they, uh, they, they, they low. Their mind's low. Don't, don't you get low with them. Folk won't know who the fool is. <laughs> they won't know who the fool is. Don't go low. Don't go there. Sometimes let, let, let them have the last word. Don't, don't, don't always have to have the last word. Sometimes just be quiet. Be quick to hear and slow to speak. You know, sometimes it looks like you've lost. You've won just by keeping your mouth shut. Because sometimes when you open your mouth, dumb comes out. <laughs> Take the high road. Don't get even. D- don't be vindictive. Don't do evil for evil. Be trustworthy. Be morally sound. Be clean. Be clean. Be right-minded. That's integrity. Uh, uh, be a safe person. You're not dangerous. People are not afraid of you. Uh, you say one thing to this person, then you go gossip behind your back and all others, the other folk back and all that. You, you, you safe. But if I tell you something, it's going to stay there. It's not going any further. The dynamics of that relationship changes. You don't spill the beans just because you got yourself in a mess. Proverbs 10 and 9 says, he who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his way will become known. A man of integrity will learn to wait on the Lord. If you don't learn to wait on the Lord, you will lose your integrity. Waiting on the Lord, which will preserve your integrity. In other words, an inability to wait will cause you to act out of your flesh, cause you to act out of character, uh, cause you to react out of your emotions and moving ahead of God, leaving room for Satan, Satan to wreak havoc in your life, which will destroy your character. If Satan just gets you to move before the time, get, take that woman that you shouldn't be taking. Listen, don't ever marry somebody because she looks good, got money, and a good ride. Okay? All right? That's not wrong. I'm not saying you got to go out and and find the ugliest woman in the country and that's being spiritual. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you can't have any taste, but you can't govern yourself by looks. Huh? That's right. Don't govern yourself by looks, man. You better say, Lord, who is this? Who who is the woman that you would have for my life? Because I don't want to be divorced. I don't want an ice pick going in my heart while I'm asleep. I don't, I don't want all the, I prayed a many days for my wife and God gave me a good one right there. 39 years. And she's safe. And she's safe and I love her to this day and I thank God. I thank God. She loves me at my best and at my worst. I love her dearly and we in it. We come too far to turn back now. I'm a one woman's man. I'm not interested in no other woman. You leave yours alone, you leave mine alone, I leave yours alone, and we call it even. I ain't been married four and five times, you know, all that. I'm going to tell you how to be married, and I can't stay married. Look how quiet it's getting. (laughs) 
The scripture says in Psalms 25, 21, let integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait for you. Ooh, yo, <laughs> there is nothing like waiting on God. Amen. I've had a whole lot of people and I said, uh, tell me, Pastor, what do you think about this? I say, don't do it. Don't do it. Please don't do that. That, that. That's a keg of dynamite. Don't do it. And you know what? They go out and what? Do it. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm a pastor who gives counsel. You take it or leave it. And you know what? They come back with tears lapping around their jaw and say, why didn't I listen to you? I said, because you've grown and you can do what you want to do. You too big to spank. <laughs> but I've not had one person that said they waited on God and regretted it. You will never, say never. You will never lose waiting on God. And sometimes it seems like the best stuff is passing up and you don't know what you think is the best. Everything that glitters is not gold. Let it pass up. Let, 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 let it go. Don't hold on to something that God hadn't given you. Learn to wait on God. God does not require his children to be perfect, for his word tells us that we have all sinned and fallen short of his glory. He does, however, require us to be holy, to repent and confess our sins, to seek forgiveness for our sins, continually grow in our walk of faith, to submit to him as the head of our homes, to lead by action, word and deed, and to stand on the firm foundation of his word. The materialism and pleasures of this world are temporal. Therefore, Satan will not prevail, no matter what he says or does. B, if you are a man of integrity, you are ever so aware that the Lord is listening watching, and knows the intent of your heart. If you are a man of integrity, you are ever aware that the Lord is listening, watching, and knows the intent of your heart. Therefore, you must guard yourself because nothing goes unnoticed before an all-seeing God. God sees everything. He, he's, he, he's omnipresent. Sometimes I think y'all think God has blinders on. God see you when you with that person and you married, you going off somewhere and your wife don't know, God sees you. If you, you don't, you, that's why y'all can do some of the most damnable things. You forget that God is looking. If you get, if, if you just raise, if you ask God, Lord, make me so sensitive that God is looking. There are hotels you won't go to. There are places you won't sneak and peek at. Matter of fact, you won't even take off your shoes in the presence of somebody that's not your spouse. Huh? You know why God is looking at you, taking off your shirt, taking off your clothes and ready to do something. And you say, oh, wait a minute. God's looking at me. You put everything back over. <laughs> Whew. Thank you, God. I dodged a bullet. And God will bless your socks off for that. When are you going to be ever so aware that God is with you? And some of you are in a mess now and you wished you had kept your clothes on. My friends, 
be it known to you today, a man of integrity will learn to wait on the Lord, which will preserve his integrity. So you see, let integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait on you. B, if you are a man of integrity, you ever so whether the Lord is listening, watching, and knows the intent of your heart. And I love that scripture says Proverbs 15, three says the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the good and the evil or on the evil and the good. This means you will not cheat. Well, you know, God is watching you. You'll not cheat on your taxes. You'll not steal. You'll not rob God of his tithes. You will not get raises and keep God's money the same. You will not gossip behind people's back. You will not lie. Some people are habitual liars. Some slander. Some break confidentiality. While other men grumble. Some scheme, manipulate, covet what other people have. Some are contentious. They fight and squabble over every little thing. Some, too many Christian men are looking at pornography. It's so accessible right there on that cell phone. Right there on the internet. Right there. You can just, you don't have to go far to find it. It has a way even finding you if you let it. That's right. The church is infested now with men and women and children addicted to pornography. And it gives you a low view of men, low view of women, a low view of sexual, uh, 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 of sexuality. You, you, you will end up exploiting God's gift to you. You're not save yourself to holy matrimony. Satan will cause you to have premarital sex before the time because of pornography. And, and, and then he affects your thinking and puts your thinking low. And you have low thoughts about women and low thoughts about men. Bring your thinking down. Pornography and sexual immorality is of the devil. A man of integrity, see, must be dependable, truthful, honest, and trustworthy. A man of integrity must be dependable, truthful, honest, and trustworthy. He is one who deals justly with those he works for, as well as for those who work for him. You see, he keeps his commitment and his words. Integrity is about keeping your word. You say something, you're going to do it. We have a men breakfast, you sign up, you're not going to be a no-show if you signed up. He conducts his affairs with justice and honesty. Isaiah 26, 7 says, the way of the just is uprightness. Now let's go on from integrity to number five. If you're going to be a spiritual father that glorifies God, number five, fathers are required by God to teach their children to embrace the gender of their birth. Fathers are required by God to teach their children to embrace the gender of their birth. Gender confusion uh, comes down to an attack on God's created order. Listen to this closely. Gender confusion comes down to an attack on God's created order, seeking to break down the gender and sexual boundaries with the aim of destroying the family. That's what this, this that's what this gender confusion is all about. Destroying your precious God-given family. I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter whether you like it or not. I'm going to preach the truth. Listen, God created male and female. Okay? 
God created male and female. Genesis 1.27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Look, male and female, he created them. Who did this? God. Now, who are we to reverse what God has done? Beloved, to tamper with the, with the male and female order as created by God himself is satanic, deviant, and wicked. Okay? I'll say this anyway. I'll say it in Washington, D.C. That's what's wrong. We got too many cowards in the church. I'll say it again. Beloved, to tamper with the male and female order as created by God himself is satanic, deviant, and wicked. For others, you are responsible for teaching your sons to be boys and how to be men. Mothers, you are responsible for teaching your daughters how to be girls and women. Single parents, ask God to reveal to you a safe Christian mentor of the appropriate age gender who can guide your children into their gender development. Parents refuse to allow gender confusion to intrude into your home. Churches and pastors for the most part have been too quiet and timid on this issue. Amen? If pastors do not speak out on this issue, our children will be swallowed up in gender confusion. Romans 10, 14b says, and how shall they hear without a preacher? I must deliver you the word of God and the truth of God's word or God's going to chase me because I didn't tell you the truth. But if I tell you the truth and you refuse to do up and you, and you refuse to do the truth and do otherwise, your blood is not on my hand. Judgment will fall on you. How shall they hear without a preacher? And some churches don't like preachers. That's why it take them four years to call one. You know, they don't, don't, they don't like preachers anymore. They, they punish them when they preach uh, the truth. They want to take away their benefits. They want to put them out. The powers that be want to give them a hard time. I don't want to be put out to church for selling Mary Kay. That's right. I don't want to, you know, I just saw Avon. Uh, you say, well, you call him mine now. Uh, I'm trying to think of something else. Sh- shoes. Uh, insurance. You go out, go somewhere else and get that. I, 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 I'm not about buying anything from you like that. Are you buying anything from me like that? I want, I want, when I stand before God, He said, you know what? You didn't sell my people anything. You were only concerned about their soul. You, you weren't trying to profit for your own personal gain. You want a preacher who loves the truth and preach the truth. And let me tell you something. Preaching the truth will get you in trouble nowadays. In this political correct society, matter of fact, so many churches now are political correct that they throw out the preacher because of the truth. I will be thrown out because of the truth. God will start me all over again. <laughs> True preachers of the gospel must not be afraid to preach against sin. We must preach truth in a world that's filled with deception, sin, corruption, wickedness, and perversion. Only the truth of God's word will set those free who are held captive by sin. Then, then my friends, last but not the least, and we're done. Arise and build a treasure chest of great memories. Arise and build a treasure chest of great memories. You will be glad you did because your children grow up so fast. 
How many of you all seen your children grow up so fast? You can hardly remember when they were baby pitching. You know, I, I was at my mother's house. I saw my little baby picture up there with my other sister sibling. And I took that picture down. I said, I don't have one baby picture of myself. And so I got the camera and we, my sister and I, we were working on it. And I clicked, clicked we were clicking, you know, I need help because I'm technologically, uh, uh, challenged. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, who told you to help me? You're going to help me. <laughs> well, come on, come on up here and help me through the week. If you, if you got, you got it together. <laughs> I take volunteers, uh, but. But we, we clicked that picture. I was looking at all my little baby pictures and all the hair I had on my head. <laughs> they grew up so fast. You can't hardly remember when they were babies, when they were crawling, when they got the oatmeal all over their face. You can't hardly remember it. They go, Listen, build a treasure chest of memories. Take family trips. If you don't have the funds to take a vacation out of town, then take a staycation. Say staycation. staycation. We had, man, we were broke as I don't know what in ministry starting out, and we took some good old fashioned staycation. Your children really don't care. All they want is the gift of your presence. Let me give you some things you can do. For example, uh, right here in San Antonio, you can go strolling down the river walk, staycation. In the staycation, go to the zoo. You can weigh yourself out right here in San Antonio. Go to SeaWorld. Then the next day, don't try to do all, don't, don't try to do all this on one day now and give yourself a break. You, you have a heart attack. Then go to Fiesta, Texas. You're on vacation seven days. Then go to Slit Up on Water Park. Then go, uh, go, 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 go to Slit Up on and let them slide down the water tubes into the, into the river. All right. Then, then, um, then go see the changing of the leaves at Los Maples State Park or enjoy a scenic drive to, to small quaint towns in the hill country and so much more. Staycation. Who said you got to go to Disney World to have fun? Who said you got to go all the way wherever to have fun? There's fun closer than you think if your budget won't let you go any further. Accept where you are and enjoy where you are until God gives you an increase. Listen, repeat after me. Have fun. fun. Say it a little bit louder. Have fun. Relax. Relax. Enjoy your family. family. And laugh again. And laugh again. again. Sometimes people laugh at your house, the spouse or somebody like, what's so funny? <laughs> I just wanted to laugh. You, oh God, <laughs> I've come through. You know, one of the surprising things I believe going to be about heaven. Well, you know, it's not in the scriptures, but I got an imagination. You know, everything about heaven, everything about God in heaven is, uh, he gave us just enough to know here in the Bible. But this ain't everything. This is just what we can handle. And you know what? If we're honest, we don't even know this. So God didn't need to make this book twice as large. We're not handling properly what we have. Amen. But you know what I believe about heaven? I believe heaven, God's children are going to be up there. We're going to be around the throne. And one of his children is going to do something funny. And God's going to chuckle. And when he chuckle, I believe heaven going to reel and rock. I just wonder what the laughter of God 
sounds like. You say, oh, I don't believe that. He, he, he can't laugh. Who told you God can't laugh? He created you with the capacity to laugh. Jesus, when he was here, Jesus wept. He cried, right? So who's to say, I I, I just believe God's going to laugh. And when he laughs, we're going to be all chuckling together up there, rejoicing around the throne of God. And we're going to be so amazed. Did we just hear God laugh? Wow. Y'all going to stretch yourself out. Stop taking everything so personal. Stop stressing over everything. Stop killing yourself. You wear yourself out. Sometimes let it go. There's a speck of dust right there. Everything's an issue. I'm not saying walk in mud in your house. But, But laugh again. When is the last time you just laughed? Proverbs 17, 22 says, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bone. Some of you can't laugh, your spirit is all dampened. You bitter. You can't laugh because you're angry. You can't laugh because you're too mean. I'm talking to everybody now. Me. You can't laugh because you got to have the last word. You can't laugh because it didn't go your way. You didn't go. Laugh. In closing, I say to you fathers, it's time to rise up and be spiritual leaders in your home, which cannot be done apart from seeing Jesus Christ as your personal savior now. If you want to be the spiritual leader that God is calling you to be, if you want to rise up and take your rightful place in the home as unto the Lord, to the glory of God, that it is critical that you come to Jesus now and let Jesus transform your life as you surrender to him. And God will take the broken pieces of your life, that broken past, that that the negligence or whatever, the marriage, whatever it is, and he will mold you, remold you, refashion you, remake you and restore what the devil has stolen. And all God's children said, God set the divine order for the family. It will stand the test of time. Fathers must submit unto Christ, who is the head of the man, and to God's call upon their lives to be the spiritual leaders of their families. By doing so, their families and their future generations will have the opportunity to live with our Lord and Savior throughout eternity. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and so much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas. 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.